With the holiday season here, consumer wearable devices, including health-related gadgets and mobile health apps, are undoubtedly on the gift lists of many. But what are the security and privacy concerns as these devices enter consumers' homes and their data potentially shared with healthcare organizations? I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Stephen Cobb, Senior Security Researcher at IT security firm ESET. Stephen will describe some of the privacy and security risks these consumer wearable devices pose and how those risks can be mitigated. So now, Stephen, when it comes to consumer wearable health devices, what are the most common types of devices that you're seeing being adopted these days, and what are the biggest cyber risks and threats facing these devices? Well, I think we're seeing a lot of the motion tracking devices. I'm not actually sure what the correct term is for that, but the things like the Fitbit, which obviously is a is a market leader, things you attach to your body and it tracks your activity, how many calories, how many steps, how much time you spend sitting down doing nothing, those sorts of things. I think they're going to be very popular this time of year as gifts, but they're also very popular with companies which are using those to enroll employees in wellness programs. And what's therefore happening is a tremendous amount of data being generated from these devices. And a lot of the data is fairly benign about your movement and so on and so forth. But the architecture within which these devices operate, where there are apps which talk to them, there's data which is transmitted and then stored, and then some sort of portal through which you go and access your information. It introduces multiple points where potentially sensitive private information could be intercepted and stolen, uh, which is what a lot of cyber criminals are into these days, which is stealing your name, address, and any kind of information they can get about you because you can sell that information on the black market. How secure is the data at rest on these devices? And also, what about when you're trying to transmit this data to be shared? I'm not that concerned right now about the data at rest on the devices and not terribly concerned about, for example, a wristband communicating to your phone. We have seen examples of that being hacked where the people that developed the device didn't uh, properly encrypt or obscure the information going from the device itself to the phone and so on. But then it gets a bit more complicated because when it moves into, the, for example, the server system, whether it's in the cloud or in some data center that is collating this information, storing it, making it available for you to access uh, remotely, I think that's where it's right now probably most at risk. And we've, we've seen, unfortunately, an example of that with the VTech hack where the maker of children's toys that connect to the Internet and also smartwatches for kids, they exposed a bunch of private information by not adequately protecting it on their servers. And so that would, at this point, would seem to be the biggest target, uh, certainly if I'm a bad guy. You know, unless I'm doing some sort of nefarious targeted attack against an individual, I'm probably more interested in accumulated information about a lot of individuals so that if I take the time to go in and, and try and steal that, it's worth my while. If you're a consumer using a wearable device, what should you be doing to protect your privacy, whether it's while you're wearing these devices or sending information or exchanging this information somehow? 
The first thing I would say, and, and this is what I will do if I get a smartwatch or something like that for Christmas, is look at the privacy policy. And I know that's really boring reading, but you want to check out what the privacy policy is for that device and for the software, the app that you use with the device. One problem that is there is that you might get a device from manufacturer A, but then there are apps that you can use with that which come from all sorts of different people. So it's not just the device privacy policy, it's the privacy policy for the apps that you use with the device. And, and you know if you're going to download more apps for the device, you have to check each of those because that privacy policy will give you some indication of how serious the people are that wrote the application. Because there isn't a privacy policy, that would be a red flag. Or they just don't sound serious about privacy, you should be somewhat nervous. There isn't much you can do about the way the information is stored on the back end, although if you're using some sort of portal where you know, you've know you got an account there, username Stephen and, and password X, certainly want to use a strong password. Don't use the same password you use for other things. So a unique strong password on any app or portal that accesses the information that the wearable device accumulates. And then one other area that applies to not just wearable devices, but a bunch of these Internet of Things devices, is your home router. You know, a lot of us, when we're at home, we have our smart devices communicating through that router that delivers the Internet to our home. And we, you want to make sure that that is properly configured. Uh, and uh, recently, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, just put out some information about this, telling consumers to change the default password on the router and make sure that the router firmware is up to date, because we have seen home routers being targeted by bad guys for various things, including stealing information. So now if you are a healthcare organization or even a wellness program, as you had mentioned earlier, that have patients or employees who want to share their health-related data from these devices with you, what precautions should these health entities or wellness programs be putting in place in terms of the technology and policies governing that data coming from these devices? This is really a whole different level of security and privacy concern. First of all, if, if you are what is called a covered entity under the HIPAA privacy and security rules, you've got a whole bunch of things that you have to address in terms of how you protect the information when you receive it, when you transmit it, and any communications relating to medical information. They have their own set of rules. And right now, this is kind of an emerging area where both the Federal Trade Commission and the Health and Human Services are looking at what is the status of this data, this wellness data. You know, it could be just Stephen walked so many miles and this is where he walked, which in, to a certain extent isn't that sensitive. Of course, if the information is being intercepted in real time and it shows you that I'm doing a 5K in another city and I'm not at home, that could be valuable information to a criminal. But the main concern, I think, is for, for healthcare entities that are covered under the HIPAA regulations is to make sure that when they get into the use of wearables, they are following the guidance in, in the privacy and security rules. And that may limit, to a certain extent, how much these devices can be used. 
On the other hand, I do see the manufacturers of wearables, certainly the more serious players, are working towards you know, making HIPAA-compliant devices and, and getting their devices approved. The, the FDA also has a role in here because if something is used in a medical context, it may become classified as a medical device and then it has FDA rules around it. So yeah, once you move from sort of an informal wellness program into a doctor-supervised enrolled healthcare uh, project, then the rules change considerably. You mentioned that a lot of these devices are sort of location-based, and then you also made the point about, you know, kind of knowing where somebody is. Would you say that, again, even though these are consumer-oriented devices, depending on an individual's job, say, or their position, whether maybe they're in law enforcement or whatever, are there any sort of physical security issues that might worry you about, you know, these devices being worn by somebody that could be targeted, for instance? You know, we have to be doing the kind of thinking you're doing there, which is, you know, raise this as a possibility and consider the implications. You know, we're we're famous as a society for embracing technology very rapidly and then more slowly considering the consequences of that adoption. And, you know, I think that there are implications around the monitoring of people's movement, which these devices can be used for. You know, we certainly saw in the case of Facebook when, when people started to use Facebook and post their, their vacation pictures live, then some criminals certainly took advantage of that. You know, because if Stephen is in Mexico on vacation, he's not at his apartment or his house. And we saw crimes taking place through that. Certainly, I think high-profile individuals or people who are handling sensitive information and, you know, within a company, that could be quite a few people who are handling intellectual property information, need to think about what are the implications. I mean, would somebody go that far to target them? And maybe that's something that should be considered. Maybe you don't want your CEO carrying a device. Certainly, if you hear of attacks of that nature, right? So something to, to do if you're using wearables, if you're deploying wearables, is to keep your uh, eyes and ears open. And you know, publications such as yours are a good place to do that. On news of new attacks, we certainly do that on our website, welivesecurity.com. Anytime we hear of new kinds of attacks, uh, we write about them. So if, you know, if, if we find out that people are using, for example, Bluetooth interception to gather personal data, location data that could be abused, that's something that we would alert people to. Now you mentioned FTC. Are you expecting any sort of enforcement activities related to regulatory agencies like FTC or FDA when it comes to the security of these wearable devices? I am, actually. I, I think that on my list of predictions this year is that if you look at the way the FTC has operated in the past, where it has held workshops on a, on a privacy or security-related issue, it's then issued publications, and I'm looking at two here right now from the FTC that start with security guide for business, and then there's actually a publication called Careful Connections about building security in the Internet of Things. The FTC pushes the message out for a period of time. Then it looks for an opportunity to enforce its advice. And we saw that in the early days of privacy policies on websites. And I think we're going to see that in the case of wearables or Internet of Things devices, where if there's a clear-cut case of a company promising to protect information or take privacy seriously and then failing to follow through on that promise, the FTC moving against them with one of their actions for which they're now famous. I mean, they've done over 50 privacy and security-related actions in the last 15 years, and that's how they are working. And the FTC sees itself as 
sort of the champion of consumer privacy, data privacy and data security. The FDA, I think, is looking at to what extent does a wearable become a medical device? And certainly in the medical device area, then, yes, there are rules and regulations about security and potential to challenge devices or uh, companies if they're, if they're not taking security seriously. Is there anything in particular that you would like to see the makers of these devices do to improve the security of their products overall? Well, you know, I think the use of encryption in the data transmission should be certainly considered and, and used. I think it's difficult. And, I, you know, I certainly have sympathy with, an, with you know, a company that's trying to make the best product it can at the lowest cost. But I do think I would be certainly, and a lot of people, you know, in security would be very pleased to see some wearable makers putting security on their list of features and going either pointing out what they do for security or they're doing something different or better for security, highlighting that and and trying to lead with a security message uh, around their approach. One particular area where I think a lot of attention is needed is in the APIs that open up the device for third-party application development. You really have to be careful with that and potentially you want to have some authorization process through which you know, you get to review code that's written to your device. And, and the, the scenario here is, you know, say you, you've got a location device that you've put out on the market. You want, obviously, people to adopt it so you've made, you've published the API that people can write to it. What you don't want is a third-party application leaking data which is tracked back to your device. Because, you know, you're sort of an innocent party in a way in that, but you're, and you can say, well, look, it wasn't us. You know, our device is secure, but Unfortunately, if your name is attached to it, to the breach, then then you get that stain. And so monitoring the use of the API and making sure that the API has the security features in it that are needed to keep the data secure would be really good. And finally, Stephen, any other top prediction you have next year when it comes to privacy and security and these consumer wearable devices? In terms of predictions for consumable wearables for the year ahead, uh, I think we'll see a lot more of them out there. I think there's going to be a lot of smartwatches out there, for example. We may see a certain amount of fading of, of people's enthusiasm for them after they have used them for a while. But I do think with this trend of, of companies actually giving these to employees for, as part of wellness programs will continue. And I think that will potentially raise some privacy issues around employees who feel that maybe they've been pressured to use these devices or companies who... In, with every good intention, get everybody enrolled, uh, enrolled with these devices, and then they leak the data internally or externally because you know, they're not thinking as a company, gosh, they've taken this step into what is potentially a, a health area, and now they're leaking protected health information. And I think we, we may see some incidents like that in 2016. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to Stephen Cobb. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.